This is the K-Pop Cast, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Stephanie. What's up, guys? Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Stephanie. And Supermatic. What's up, what's up? Happy New Year, everybody. And for the first time ever, this is our year-end top 10 K-Pop Countdown music video. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs> All right. So as we look back on this year, 2017 will be remembered for several trends. Firstly, how about them Bangtan boys, y'all? BTS in the U.S. taking over. I mean, radio play, sold out concerts, TV show spots, Ellen and Jimmy Kimmel to name a few, breaking album records and just record on top of record and award on top of award. How about them boys, yo? Hey, and hot off the press, let's not forget my bias, V, along with two other BTS members, but mainly V, was named <laughs> most handsome face in the world, validating my bias choice for all time. Ooh, very high praise. Good job. <laughs> Great job being beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> Second, in girl groups, we saw the chapter of one era end with the beginning of a new generation of girls come in. With groups like Sistar, Wonder Girls, Tiara, SNSD, 21, Miss A. I mean, the list goes on. These are all groups that have just recently disbanded. And, and let me just say, these the, those groups that you just named, these are the ones that we came into K-pop That's right. with. So yeah, it's like absolutely. our generation, our, our chapter generation. is ending. Oh. <laughs> but there is yet another. There is hope, Stephanie, because hope. there are new groups coming in. We have Blackpink, Red Velvet, G-Friend, Piston, Wiki Mickey, Gugudan, Luna, many others. Okay, that's so. enough. That's enough. Okay. <laughs> I can't I can't take it anymore. Too many girl groups. <laughs> we went from 21 to 22. Yeah, 21 uh, to Blackpink. Uh. <laughs> 21 to Blackpink. <laughs> Thirdly, K Tropical House brought down the house this year Yo. in K pop. With songs like Winners Really Really and Island, Jay Park's Me Like Ya, uh, Why Don't You Know by Chung Ha, and of course, the breakout stars Card just That's killed right. it with K-Tropical House. Mm-hmm. And I must say that we got a little tired of it as it got into fall and winter and they were still playing the summer K-Tropical <laughs> House <laughs> genre, but we still got to give it its due. We were all dancing to it this yes, year. Yes, that's right. Fourth was the concept of a survival show. And yes, while survival shows aren't new for 2017, programs like Produce or Produce 101, <laughs> The Unit, Stray Kids, Mix 9, etc. all continue to serve as a way to spotlight personalities and talent shown on the shows while promoting a group for its debut. Like, There's so many of these shows, and honestly, I'm not keeping track of most of them. Do you think that... It's maybe becoming saturated with all these trainees and shows. Well, Stephanie, if you have to ask. (laughs) (laughs) You're right, you're right. And finally, while we won't say anything that hasn't already been said by um, our peers and friends in the K-pop universe, uh, we were all definitely impacted by the recent uh, news of Jonghyun from Shiny passing away. He's the lead singer and we were all just shocked. The, the news had a sobering effect on fans and the industry all over the world and it's really prompting us to seriously question uh, things like the, the mental health of our favorite idols and the conditions that K-pop idols have to work through every day. Yeah, so yes. that's something that we will... Um, for better or worse, remember 2017. Changing gears, though, how about we move on to our honorable mentions? I like to party. So 
So honorable mentions were songs that we were so pained to admit from our top 10 that we each wanted to spotlight in some way for this 2017 recap episode. Kicking it off, we've got Twice's Likey. Me likey, likey, likey. <laughs> this is Twice at their best. It's got a catchy as all hell dance. There's a catchy chorus. You get stuck in your head. What more do you need? I would drink soju to that for sure. <laughs> me too. Here, here. All right. Mo- moving right along. Honorable mention hey. for me was Move by Taemin, Dancing King. And I was so sad that this could not go into our real top 10 list. It seems like I was the only real champion of this song. But every time it comes on in the car for me, I am bouncing around. I am moving, trying to do the choreo, but I can't. And not while you're driving. Not while I'm driving. No. <laughs> but I just have so much fun with it. It's so artistic. So glad to have it as my honorable mention. Don't be sad that it didn't make it into the top 10. It was a great song. But our next honorable mention is highlighted in their song, Please Don't Be Sad. Uh. It's a catchy guitar chord <laughs> progression with that happy up-tempo beat. You can't not be sad whenever listening to that song. And it was my hit replay of this entire year. Let's see what you did Peter, I'm going to have to ask you to please don't be sad. I hope you don't want to cry because coming with my next honorable mention is 17's Ugoshuchi Anna, Don't Want to Cry. <laughs> and this was so hard for me to not see make the top 10 because in my eyes, this is the song that propelled 17 to the true mainstream appeal of that crossover potential of K-pop. They channel Chainsmokers very cleverly and that beat just gets reminiscent in your head and the choreography is amazing. Yeah, I just, I am such a champion for this song and I will stand by it even if you do and the rest of the haters don't. Nice. My second honorable mention has got to be Exo Coco Bop. Hey, Hey, I have been bopping my head to this all year. I'm going to continue through next year. It's got a swinging island beat that just takes you to a beach somewhere. And the choreo is hot, hot, hot.
Coco Bop, all, all the right. way. So my second honorable mention was Block B in their song, Shall We Dance? Block B honestly impressed me throughout the entire year, even though we didn't really have the room to showcase it on our show, on our podcast. Shall We Dance was the must dance song of the year, and it's a fun movie concept. Shall we dance? last honorable mention of the year the one that we all could agree on even though it did not make the top 10 it is tomorrow today by jj projects so this is a subgenre of k-pop we would not be into but we all seem to resonate with the emotional message of the song it's relatable and it's one that we'll remember for both the message and the dance yes 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 <laughs> So moving on to our 2017 Top 10 Countdown. You'll never be faced with a harder challenge than agreeing to the Top 10 K-Pop Songs of the Year with your friends. Yes, it's a lot like picking your favorite child. Ahead of this recording, we came armed with our hit list and we debated our biases against each other. My bias was better than yours. And somehow, we still remained friends at the end of this. How did we judge the songs? Well, we followed a system for determining our top picks as we were bickering amongst ourselves. That (laughs) included a few specific criteria. Firstly, it had to be a title track with a music video within the year of 2017. Second, the song needed to exhibit creativity and uniqueness. It could not just be your run-of-the-mill manufactured canned pop. Had to have something special. Lastly, did it convey the essence of K-pop? The most, and this is honestly the most subjective <laughs> paradigm that we just threw in here because we can all learn to laugh and appreciate the unique quirks inherent within this genre. Absolutely. And while this particular criteria definitely <laughs> made all of us laugh, I think it's something that K-pop fans, you know it when you hear it. You know when you see something that exhibits the essence of K-pop. And that's what brings us back every week is chasing that essence. That's right. Who's gonna break out with the rest of bleed? With all that said, moving in to our top 10. Clocking in at number 10, it's Excuse Me by AOA. Excuse me, excuse me. The song came out on January 1st of 2017, and it was like a day or two later that we on the K-pop cast called it the best song of 2017, mainly <laughs> for that sexy Choa <laughs> dance. Yeah, you know dance. what? I was 
surprised that I liked this song. Any fans on the show know my taste is usually the dirty bass banger clangers, and this is not that. But it was just so catchy that it stayed on my playlist throughout the year. There's something about it. It must be the essence of K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> Anyone who has listened to the K-pop cast in the past knows that I am always Mr. Catchy as all hell, and this fits right in with that. It's catchy as both a song and a point dance. I mean, once you see it, you can't help but to emulate it. <laughs> it's so funny because it's totally Aegyo spies who can't do anything right. And I'm not sure I would want to employ a private eye detective dressed in those same outfits, but this is in the magical world of K-pop, and it so fits that bill. Coming in at number nine, though, it's the banger from the ladies of CLC, Hobgoblin. As we mentioned earlier, 2017 was marked by the end of one era, welcoming in another. CLC's Hobgoblin was the closest thing to the edgy, girl crush concept we've seen since groups like 21 and 4Minute retire. Hobgoblin perfectly filled that void, coming in with something that reinvented the group and gave each girl within the group a sub-brand. The choreo was cute, yet edgy, feminine, yet tough, and I totally dug it. That beat was a grind that could have fit so well with 4 Minutes' previous hits like Hate and Crazy. We're said that this concept for CLC and others hasn't continued. Yeah, and honestly, you know I am not a fan of the super cute egg yo pep squad, but CLC, I am so impressed with these girls. They brought the heat with Hobgoblin. Yeah, I gotta say, when I heard that CLC was having a comeback, I was expecting Pepe as CLC. I was not expecting, and I don't mean this in any deterring way, I was not expecting 4-Minute Light, <laughs> but I loved it. You totally hear Hyanna's voice in this song, and that's not a surprise. It was her project, and she proposed this concept in this style to the label. This was her brainchild, and they approved. So thank you, Hyanna, for this song. <laughs> Ranking in at number eight on our list, it's Dinosaur by Akbu. <laughs> <laughs> such a fan of Akdong musician. When they came on board, they just shook up the entire K-pop scene and just stripped it down with the raw vocal talent. And for most of their career, they've been doing these nice acoustic pop hits. But for Dinosaur, they decided to delve in, I think for the first time, a more electronic yeah. 
beat. Definitely. And I am loving it. It still maintains that childlike innocence mm -hmm. of the group, but it's something that you can dance to, something with yeah. some bass to it. And I love the video too. It's super creative and it's dreamlike. Uh, I could watch it again and again. Yeah, on that note, definitely. I have to say I am a sucker for this song and music video, especially because I really love the Netflix series Stranger Things, which clearly was the inspiration for this MV. Anyone who has not watched it, I highly recommend it. Especially if not for anything else other than just so you can see where the inspiration came from. It's such a cute video, but it's also full of 90s throwbacks nostalgia. You see those colorful block Macs, uh, you see tape recorders and VHS. It's just a lot of awesome retro nostalgia. And now we're going to take a complete 180 degree turn and hit up number seven, which is none other than my boys, BTS, BTS. Not Today. Honestly, when it comes to anthemic bangers, BTS never disappoints, and this is just another shining example of it. You can't listen to this song and just not feel at least some sort of hype. Am I right, Steph? Yes. I mean, hearing this song <laughs> and watching the video especially, I want to go to a protest. I want to flip over a police car or something. <laughs> or defend man against the orcs of Mordor or become a ninja Hokage. <laughs> one day. One, maybe one day, but not today. Uh-uh. Clocking in at number six, it's Card, and it's their song, I Don't Recall. <laughs> enjoyed hating on cars this year especially in the latter <laughs> half of this year but don't recall had a powerful message and concept that was profound for something only fit for a co-ed group to deliver quickly recapping it was showing the two paths both a girl and a guy could take a guy asking a girl come on baby let's get back together and a girl saying no i don't recall such a former relationship either her pursuing or declining both past football players. Uniqueness of the music video aside, I just want to say that Don't Recall has been on my playlist for the whole year. It's got that fun K-Tropical house beat and I was singing along to it on the ride here. Yeah, and I love <laughs> that sassy, fat, 
bass in the instrumental and the chorus. <laughs> it was totally the episode that Matt broke out as our master music video analyzer, deconstructing mm. that meaning. <laughs> hey. And I was more than happy it was this music video. <laughs> Continuing on the K-Tropical House train, we actually debated really long about whether to put Cards Don't Recall or Winners really, really in the number five spot. And after what felt like hours of fighting to the death, lots of blood, sweat, and tears, we decided that Winner would come out on top. Cemented K Tropical House as a viable genre when we had Winner champion this song so well. It was not necessarily unique, but it was a catchy song. Whenever I play K pop in front of my coworkers, this is the song they always remember or reference. Yeah, that was undoubtedly one of my favorite songs of the year as well. And you know, just straight up being honest, when it comes to K Tropical House, I have to say it's really, really tough to beat this song from Winner. Uh, yes, <laughs> but I had lobbied for number four so hard, and you guys. Let oh me take it. God. And it's the breakout song of the year. I am, of course, referring to Sun Me and her song, Yashina. made to her top 10 and for good reason it shows all the conflicted feelings from a breakup from a female perspective too often in k-pop the breakup music video is a sad ballad or helpless agio revenge but this music video is empowering sunmi is confused and hurt but loves herself and maintains that confidence yes it's of that subgenre of k-tropical house but that quirky beat of the music complements the mixed emotions of Sunmi within this piece. For Sunmi, it was an independence not just from her boyfriend in the music video, who we never see on screen by the way, but an independence from JYP. So let's have some more of that unapologetic confidence in K-pop. Yes, girl, yes. <laughs> yes, queen. <laughs> <laughs> Number three. Of course, once again, it's the boys of BTS. And we've got the Mic Drop Steve Aoki remix.
referenced how BTS is just straight up taking over the USA, and honestly, this is a big part of that. This is the song that helped them with their spearheaded movement. Yes, all of their hits. This is the song that BTS chose to perform on all of the American comedy shows, Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, James Corden. Yeah, yeah, James Corden. So they chose this one clearly because it has that crossover appeal to Americans. It's even got some American slang in there, right? <laughs> hella thick, hella thick. Hella thick. Hyphy <laughs> slang. Yo, Bay Area represent. Hey. <laughs> Arguably, this is the only song with a Turkalicious beat by BTS. As, as a DJ, you know, I've got to come in and weigh in with that. And this is, like, like, this is not, this is our second BTS song on our top 10 list. So props to BTS for getting more than one on our top 10. If I remember correctly, Mic Drop was inspired by former President Obama's Mic Drop move at the White House Correspondents Day. Hey, thanks Obama. We miss you, Obama. Obama. Come back, Obama. (laughs) (laughs) So we are almost at the end of the list, you guys. Can you believe it? Dang, I can't believe we got it down to 10. But we are at number two right now, and it is my distinct honor to announce Blackpink as if it's your last, as not only the song of the summer, but a contender for song of I think it speaks to Blackpink's staying power and their popularity as this was their only release in the year, but yet it's very, very well received both critically and commercially. And the music video appeared in the Justice League movie. What other K-pop group can say that? (laughs) It's that summer jam to play with the top down on a hot summer night. For sure. I will be playing it in 2018. And just to go back to the theme of the the older generation of girl groups saying goodbye and the new generation coming in, I would say there's possibly no better example of a clean baton handoff than 21 to 22. I mean, Blackpink. (laughs) 21 to Blackpink. They just have taken the torch and run with it. And I can't wait to hear what they're going to come out with next year. Oh, same. Definitely. So you've heard our top nine. But what is number one? Imagine a Roman Colosseum and different K-pop idols and groups come armed into the arena with their best singles and hits. One armed with K-Tropical House. Another armed with a dirty bass banger clanger. Or one with soft agio pop. They come in and on a vanquished pile of broken records, only one reigns supreme and on top. Are you not entertained? Are you not entertained? Is this not why you are here? So what did we choose as number one? Find out on the next episode of the K-Pop cast. Good night, everybody. Ha, just kidding. We wouldn't do that to you guys. We left imagining all your dramatic like K drama U turns like as you listen to like, <laughs> listening to this podcast episode. <laughs> but 
coming in at number one. The moment we've all been waiting for. This was undisputed. You've heard our top ten through number two, and we fought so valiantly against each other to the death, debating all those previous hits. But yet, this was unquestionably an undoubted, undisputed, reigning defending number one between all of us here at the K-Pop cast. And to no surprise, it's BTS Spring Day. BTS doesn't skimp on the symbolism or deeper meanings when it encounters topics that are culturally taboo. The music video and the song as a whole created a coming of age and awareness in an emotionally, honestly painful way. BTS shows this evolution of oneself when it comes to hard times, when a friend may have committed suicide, or when your class passes away in the Seoul Ferry. Where does that leave you? And where will you meet them in the end? BTS's Spring Day hurts so good. It's broaching the feeling of wanting to say, within your youth, stay on to that naive innocence. And then also, that transformation, moving into that pain and awareness when you get older. It deals with the challenges of being separated from those who mature at different rates and maybe at different stages of life from yourself. Spring Day had a really inspirational and deep message, but what really put it over the top for me was the beautiful, absolutely beautiful cinematography of the music video itself. I felt like I was watching a movie. As we discussed in our episode recapping the music video, the song demonstrated that K-pop has the potential to be art. This is genius, shown within the frames of a YouTube music video. So I attend uh, Diaz College, and one of the activities I'm so proud of is being part of the K-pop dance club there. Last quarter, this was one of the songs we performed. We had audience members watching us, and when we did this particular song, there were audience members who did not know K-pop at all. By the time we were done, they were crying. They had tears in their eyes. Like us dancing wow. to this song and hearing it, they felt it. It brought those tears out of them, that emotion. That's crazy. You know, that's why we're here, you guys. That's, that's why right. we do these episodes. That's why we come back every week. That's why we love K-pop. Because no matter where you're coming from, who you are, whether you speak the language or not, especially if you don't, yeah. K-pop can just cut through and reach you in a really deep place. Absolutely. That's the essence of K-pop. <laughs> <laughs> And that 
was our top 10 for 2017. Guys, that was so, so hard. Woo. There were so many amazing music videos and songs that came out by so many talented artists. Like, please keep supporting K-pop and listening to K-pop in 2018 because this was super tough for us to just pick only 10. You can only imagine how hard it was, guys. <laughs> yeah, maybe maybe we'll put our like each of our top 25 lists like on, yeah. the, on our webpage, just so you can see how different we came <laughs> at, at this list for each of us. Let, let us know in the comments, you yeah. know, who you think should have been in the top 10. And we're all going to post our individual lists. So tell us which of the three co-hosts. Who, who got it most right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Whose taste do you match of That's the right. K-pop cast hosts? Wrapping it up, this was the K-pop cast. Where can people find y'all online? You can find me on Twitter at sparker2. Yeah, as always, I'm on that Twitter game, yo, Supermatic, S-O-U-P-E-R-M-A-T-I-C. I'm at DJ Peter Lowe. And don't forget to tweet the show at the K-pop cast. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe. And a happy 2018. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Clocking in at number nine. Oops. No, <laughs> we agreed on this. <laughs> Clocking in at number six. It's card.